Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Benton Standings with us as he is every Monday and Friday at 12 noon, sometimes uh other dates when necessary. He joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Uh, and I just saw this story during the break. Uh, Mike Zimmer being hired by the Cowboys to be their next defensive coordinator. I personally think this is a great hire by Dallas. Remember, they did interview Ron Rivera. Um, Mike Zimmer is an outstanding defensive mind. He had some bad defenses in Minnesota as a head coach, in part because they had horrible talent. Um, But when they had even a little bit of talent, he got the most out of them. He may not be a head coach, but I have a feeling – he was a great coordinator, remember, in Cincinnati. He and Jay Gruden both got hired that same year in 2014 to be head coaches. He went to Minnesota. Jay came to Washington. They both worked for Marvin Lewis. But I, I, only, I also would add that this is a great hire for the team because he went head-to-head with McCarthy all of those years as the head coach in Minnesota. I think he's going to be able to help Mike McCarthy. Um, Dallas loses Dan Quinn, which was a great addition when they added him for Mike Nolan. 
But they've replaced him with a really good defensive mind, I think, in Mike Zimmer. Um, Zimmerman, uh, Zimmer, by the way, is a head coach in Minnesota. 16 games over 500. Playoffs three times, uh, two and three in playoff games. Uh, did not have great defenses the last few years, but he can really coach. All right, Ben Standings with us. Um, you know, all of these hirings going on. I was curious. That was that was a big one. You know, who was Dallas going to replace Dan Quinn with? Do you agree with me that Zimmer's a good hire or not? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, look, this goes back to the conversation we were having about who Washington would hire for head coach in that the coordinator and head coach job are very different things. It's different skill sets. But if you show the aptitude as the coordinator, you know, that's sometimes for people, that's where they need to be. And, and you know, even for, for scary football coaches, Mike Zimmer feels like he's like at the top of the list of guys I would not want to uh, cross, you know, and then right. Dallas, you know, I think one thing with their playoff losses has been like, you know, are they kind of mentally showing up uh, the way you need to be in some of these games? They certainly didn't look at collectively in the lat- in the Green Bay game. So I think Zimmer is going to scare the you know, what out of some of these guys. Um also, I, when you know when Washington hired Quinn, I had our Cowboys uh, insider on John Machota on my podcast, and I said, "Hey, uh, everybody's already saying here that Joe Witt Jr. is going to be the guy. Wouldn't Dallas? Like, why wouldn't they want to keep him?" And he's like, "Pretty much every time Jerry hires a defensive coordinator, it's a former head coach." And you know, you look at the guys they're interviewing, and then you look at obviously what they just did. Um, yeah, it does fall in line with that. So yeah. Seems like a reasonable hire. Zimmer, by the way, for people that don't know, is a Parcells disciple. He was on those Cowboys teams when Parcells coached them. Um, now, he was on some of the Cowboy teams that before Parcells got there uh, in between Jimmy and Parcells. But, you know, I think he would always consider himself to be a Parcells guy. All right. Uh, update everybody on where the staff sits now. There were a couple of hires yesterday, a couple of reports of hires. So Quinn, Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr., and now what does the staff look like as of today? Yeah, well, we have our first holdover that we know of, and that is quarterback coach Tavita Pritchard is staying. Uh, I see people out there speculating that this means good news for Sam Howell. I would imagine it means nothing for Sam Howell. But, uh, you know, Pritchard, you know, look, at as much as I – we say this all the time, it's hard to know exactly what the assistants and coordinators, you know, how much impact they're having definitively because you can't see practices and that. But I would say that based on the time we were around Pritchard last year, I figured he would interview very, very well. And it sounds like that is what happened, that he impressed Dan Quinn and, and Cliff Kingsbury. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, you know, Sam Howell – Obviously had a really good first half of last year, you know, certainly based on expectations and you got to, you know, give a lot of credit to Pritchard, you know, the OC, obviously the enemy would get some as well, but you know, he has to worry about the entire offense, whereas the quarterback coach, I think that's pretty obvious what he's focused on. So yeah, I'm not surprised there. Um, They added more help there at that quarterback spot with Eagles, a former Eagles offensive coordinator and QB coach, Brian Johnson. We don't know what his role is going to be, but now he's added to the staff. He was beginning interviews for OC. I think maybe even a head coach job or two, which I think was a bit aggressive based on the fact that he was let go after the Eagles uh, 
imploded. But, you know, I, I've heard some good things about him when he was the QB coach, helped Jalen Hurts. And then on the defensive side, they added uh, Jason Simmons to the defensive secondary. He was uh, passing game coordinator for the Raiders. The Raiders had a very, you know, like a top 10 defense in a lot of categories last year. And we know Washington's secondary fell back in 2023. So on the surface, that sounds like a pretty good hire as well to go with Joe Witt Jr., who is also, though the defensive coordinator, his his background is with the secondary as well. So, um, you know, addressing a, a need on defense and then obviously addressing what is going to be, you know, a huge uh, position, you know, for any team, but certainly for the team with the number two pick in the draft. Um, O-line coach, any any ideas on the, the direction that they're headed or not? No, they uh, reports out of Dallas uh, was that they uh, were trying to interview, I think it was their assistant tight end coach, Dallas' assistant tight end coach for the offensive line job here, but Dallas blocked it. Maybe it was only the, maybe it wasn't the assistant, maybe it was a tight end coach because that would be a promotion. But uh but yeah, so Dallas blocked that. Um so beyond that, no, they haven't, as far as I know, haven't let others go besides the enemy from the existing staff. So I guess there's always a world where they could stay put, but uh, you know, I think Dan Quinn just waiting to hear back from people at this point. Does Nate Katzer have a ch- Nate Katzer have a chance to remain as the special teams coach? Um, I wouldn't think he would have a chance. I mean, he's obviously been a pretty good one. And from, you know, most of the time he's been here, the special teams, you know, we obviously, uh, you know, praise Tressway a lot. But, like, in general, like, their special teams has been pretty good. The return game has been kind of average. Um, but, you know, I don't know, last year things weren't particularly great. You know, Joey Sly was fine. But if you really look at the numbers, he was one of the bottom kickers percentage-wise in the league. Tressway, always solid, but was not his – I would say best year and the return game remains a bit of a mystery. And then towards the end of the year, they, uh, you know, had some gas with special teams, block punt and so on. So, I, you know, I think there's a chance. I mean, you know, like with anything else, if, if you're going to let somebody go, you have to have a better option in your head. So, you know, there's already been a lot of special teams changes in the league elsewhere. So I don't know what the pool looks like versus Katzer. So I think he's got a chance, but, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't imagine he's a lock or anything. Ben, of course, writes for The Athletic. He does a great job. I would urge everybody to subscribe to The Athletic so you can read Ben, so you can read uh, David Aldridge, so you can read uh, all the people that cover the other teams in town. Uh, Ben's story from yesterday ranks the top free agents on their own roster. You know, chronologically here, we're going through the process of hiring out the rest of the staff. Uh, but then they're going to look at their own roster and decide of the free agents who they want to keep. Uh, they're going to decide of the players that are under contract who they want to keep or who is potentially tradable. And then you'll start to gear up for free agency, uh, which begins with the beginning of the league calendar in March. So you went through, you know, the fact that they've got you know a league high salary cap uh, space availability of seventy three and a half million dollars, but you went through all of the top free agents, unrestricted free agents on their current roster. Who fits the bill for what Quinn and Peters described during Quinn's introductory presser of we're looking for, you know, certain traits, you know, finishers, fast, physical, competitive. Who do you think they'll look at and say, yeah, that's a guy that's a keeper for us? 
Well, you know, at, at, on that very base level, I, I was looking at the list, and he's not in my top five, six, seven, eight, nine. I kind of think Kalik Hudson at a very base level. I said is the that same guy, thing to, to Logan the other day. I said Kalik Hudson, based on their description, is going to be a guy that they love. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you you know, he obviously, you know, by the time he became part of the lineup when um you know, Jamin Davis got hurt, you know, the season was starting to fade away and it was not much talk of anybody stepping up, but he finished like fifth on the team in tackles despite only starting eight games. You could just like, look, I, you know, I'll leave it to the tape experts to say how how great he was, but his he was notable running around the field and constantly being, you know, attacking ball carriers and so on. So I, I I saw that. Now, again, to me, I'm not talk- like for me. A lot of this list, this was a team that won four games last year. It's hard to say you got to bring back, you know, bring everybody back. But I, I, to me, guys, certain depth guys, I think are important because if you just, whether this team is looking to rebuild or whether they're looking to recalibrate or whatever you want to say, you know, th- they're going to rely a lot on rookies, right? Coming up with these nine picks, the team is somewhat starting over, and I don't know how much they're going to want to spend on like hot frontline starters if they think they're a year or two away. So I think you have to have some guys like a Hudson who can step in. I would say like a James Smith Williams, who, again, I'm not saying he would be the young sweat replacement, but he was the starter on the team in 2022. That was a top 10 defense because somebody has to stay in their lane and do their job. And he did a good job of that. Um, you know, I think mean, Cornelius Lucas is a guy who, I don't know if he qualifies for those descriptions that you were just discussing, but Every time he comes into play, he does a fine job. I think with more exposure, his performance gets weaker. But who knows? We don't know if, if they're going to release Charles Leno and draft the rookie uh, tight end. Or sorry, the rookie left tackle. Do, do you want that? Is that guy going to be ready to go? Or do you need somebody who can fill in? And I, I think, you know, for a team that's where Washington is, I, I think those – when you and you look at their options, I think those kinds of guys for me – or as key, if not more, than saying, are oh, you going to bring back Cam Curl or Kendall Fuller or Curtis Samuel? Because it's easier for me to sort well, of Of not... those guys, who do you think they will bring back? I mean, do you have an I do you have any sort of hunch? They don't have much in a couple of those spots. I mean, I think they can get a Curtis Samuel in the draft. I think they can get an Antonio Gibson type in the draft. And by the way, Brian Robinson Jr. should be a perfect fit for these guys. And I think Rodriguez might be uh, as well. Um, but, you know, of those top guys, like, do you, do you see anybody being, a, you know, on the list right now? We've got to get it done. I mean, in terms of the we got to get it done, I honestly say no. I agree. Like, like Kendall Fuller, look, I think Kendall Fuller was very good last year. He's been a completely solid guy for them. You know, he, some knee issues, he's losing some speed, what have you. He's got great instincts. But, you know, I thought Pro Football Focus was projecting an eight, you know, a salary in eight, in eight, with eight figures. I, I don't know how a team in Washington space justifies that for, you know, an older guy, you know, that, that doesn't make sense to me for where they're at as a team. Um, Curtis Samuel, look, I mean, Curtis Samuel, you know, it's right. He's, he's only missed, I think, one game in the last two years after that terrible first season. And he's been helpful and productive. But, you know, he and McLaurin and Dodson, there's just so much overlap. I'd rather see them get another receiver with size, um, you know. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe Cliff Kingsbury sees Samuel as a guy he would absolutely love to have because he's so quick and, uh, you know, it can be explosive when and very versatile. Um, and then Cam Curl, I get it, right? I mean, sure. 
Look, I mean, you know, the last three seasons, zero interceptions, one forced fumble. If you're going to pay a safety, you've got to get more playmaking numbers out of him. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, mentioned before, these defensive back coaches they've now hired, are they going to be able to get more out of Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin, who I thought stepped up late in the year, and Derek Forrest and Percy Butler? Like, if that's the case, if you think that is what is the missing ingredient is coaching, I don't know how much money I want to invest in Cam Curl. I mean, a, a franchise tag would be like $17 million a year. I don't, I, I don't know. So um, I, I don't think any of those guys yeah. at the top are must. That's why I kind of look at the depth guys. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to look at it. But I let's let's go to another category: um, players that are under contract, but you would be looking to extend now. Sam Cosme, I would put into that category, or you're looking at as potentially somebody who could bring back draft choices, like John Allen. What do you think of both of those guys and anybody else I'm missing from this part of the conversation? Well, I'm, I'm with you on Cosme. I mean, you know, he, again, because the team was so disappointing last year, we didn't talk a lot about his improved play at, at switching positions. He was really good. And right now, as we see, there's, you know, there's kind of nobody else to point to on the line right now as any kind of a linchpin. So, you know, I, I wouldn't have an issue with with Cosme getting an extension. Um, I've been saying in terms of John Allen for a while, again, whatever recalibrate means, as Dan Quinn kept saying, um, I think we'll get a feel for what, how quick they think this thing can turn around based on what happens with John Allen. Um, you know, the cap numbers is pretty big. He doesn't have any guaranteed money left in his deal, which leads me to think his agent would want to renegotiate. Um, and if you're Washington, it's like, okay, look, we get it. He's really good. It wasn't, you know, this year was maybe it was because of plantar fasciitis or whatever. It wasn't as productive as previous years, but he's really, you know, he's really good. But to what end? Like, you know, he, he's been in the league now for a while. And where is this team at? You know, again, if this if they don't think this team is going to be winning, net, you know, in the short term, then paying a guy like Allen, you know, I mean, Jerron Payne is making on average of twenty two million a year. I assume John Allen is going to want to get, you know, uh, you know, in that range. So I I don't know if you're watching and you're thinking, well, this is where we need to go. On the other hand, you let him go. You know, you trade him even for some good stuff. You know, that defensive line is now down to Jerron Payne. And, you know, not not much else. So, it's, it's and, you know, there, there'd be no way for the defense to project as being significantly better this year if you subtract him. But maybe for the long term, it's better. So, the, I think to me, John Allen says what they, what's happened there is such a, uh, a barometer of where this team is mindset is. At Ben Standing on Twitter, our twice-a-week uh, Washington Commanders insider on this particular show. I've given some thought to Jacoby Brissett, and whether it's Brissett or another veteran quarterback, the decision on whomever is going to be, you know, in the building as a backup, whether it's Sam Howell um, as a potential starter until the young guy's ready, or if it's a veteran like Jacoby Brissett, I wonder what direction they'll go because we're going to get an answer on that before we get an answer on the draft unless there's some wild trade before the draft. Like, part of me wonders, if they were to go after a veteran quarterback, does that mean that Sam's got a shot, or does that mean that they're going to move on from Sam altogether and the veteran quarterback's going to back up the new young the new young guy? 
Like, I'm wondering if you think there's going to be, you know, a tell based on what they do with their backup quarterback in free agency because they don't have to do anything because Sam's under contract, but what if they do do something? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think, um, you know, look, I think at this point, them projecting Sam Howe as the guy they want to build around seems like the long shot versus yeah, drafting a quarterback at two. So if we go, if we start there, you know, I was advocating for Jacoby Brissett to get traded last year at the deadline simply because you are, you know, that we already heard about the promising young quarterback and this, that, and the other. And Brissett's on a one year deal. So if you're going to lean into how, which again, they mostly did until the very end of the year, then why not get anything for Brissett almost, right? Uh, you know, and have that asset going forward. Now he's a free agent, you have to keep him. But the, the argument was he's very valuable to Sam Howe in that room. That even though there's 28 coaches here dedicated to helping the quarterback, that having that mentor there is a big deal. So if that's true, if that's not just lip service, then I don't think Sam Howell is the guy you want backing up or, or, or being there with the number two pick because he's a baby himself. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying you can't, a, a young quarterback couldn't learn from Sam Howell, but if that's the whole point of this thing, to have that mentor in the room, then I would think Sam Howell would be on the move possibly if they get, if they do sign a, a Brissett or some veteran uh, to a deal. And frankly, as you know, my, my stance always is, I would not start a rookie quarterback unless I had to. I'd give him time, maybe not three years like the Packers, but I would try to do my best to give him a year. And if that's what you're going to do, then having that Bursette type person is probably a better fit in that regard than Hal. Again, not that Hal would be – couldn't start, but, you know, it's, it's more of an up-and-down situation, whereas a veteran you would think is going to give you a better baseline. That was the answer that I was wondering if you would get to, and I don't think anybody's thought about that, but I think that there is a world in which Sam Howell's not on this roster next year, and I think you just got to it. They draft a quarterback at number two overall, and because of Jacoby Brissett specifically, the amount of value everybody, not just here, you know, but in Cleveland, sort of has ascribed to his leadership and his mentorship ability um, but there may be a market for Jacoby Brissett this offseason. I mean, you may actually have to pay him even more than you paid him last year. The best thing that, that happened to Brissett was playing in that Jet and Ram game. And then, by the way, not playing in the Dallas game. Um, anyway, uh, we're talking to Ben Standig. Standing Room Only is his podcast. You should listen to it. So tell me about your thoughts on this game Sunday. Who wins it and why? Uh, boy, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, the, the spread reflects a tight perception of these teams. And I think it's fair, right? I mean, San Fran for this season was the you know, most, uh, the, the best overall team, great defense. The offense was very explosive. You know, we can debate the Brock Purdy, you know, is he elite or whatever, but you know, Brock Purdy had a very good year. McCaffrey, uh, you know, the best offensive player, right? Then he went offensive player of the year award. Yesterday, I think um, all these things, but you no, know, Kansas City has has Mahomes. Their defense has been really strong all year. It's kind of carrying them, and now their offense has woken up a bit in the postseason. I, you know, I, <laughs> I I just think that Kansas City's defense 
I think it's sort of the underrated player here. I think they're going to give Brock Birdie and that offense enough fits that Mahomes isn't going to have to score 30 to win, but I think he'll score enough. And I got like Kansas City like 23-20. All right. Uh, great job today. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game. We'll talk on Monday. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing you. I assume you got like prop bets in your smell test and all that stuff or not? Uh, they won't be in the smell test, but Denton and I, Denton and I are about to talk to, uh, talk about some of them. I'm not a big prop bet better because I do recognize that prop bets for any sports book equals profit margin. Uh, they are prop bets. And look, most of these places are offering three to 400 plus prop bets. They're not doing it because they think they're going to get crushed on them. Um, but anyway, uh, some people will win. You know, everybody can't lose. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you on Monday. See you, man. All right. Ben Standing, everybody. When we come back, the final smell test of the year. I do have a play for Super Bowl 58. We'll get to some of Denton's prop bets that he wants to talk about as well. We'll pick the game before the end of the show with a final score. And a footnote. Uh, stay tuned for that. Kevin Sheehan show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.